going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Vito Corleone, The Godfather. Today we return to one of my favorite subjects, the depiction of history in film, especially popular films. There may be no more popular film than The Godfather and its equally outstanding sequel, and few films have managed to alter history, intentionally or otherwise, like The Godfather. As a straight piece of dramatic storytelling, The Godfather has few equals in American cinema. It's one of the rare instances where an excellent novel was adapted into an even better film. From the script to the acting to the direction, it's rightly ranked among the top five films of all time, and it inspired a plethora of great mafia films from Goodfellas to Casino to Once Upon a Time in America. It did something unexpected as well. It turned the bad guys into the good guys for the generations of viewers that have seen it over the nearly 50 years since its 1972 release. Movies about the Mafia had existed for decades before The Godfather, starting with Scarface, The Public Enemy, and Little Caesar in the early 1930s. But until The Godfather, the criminals in these films were always clearly seen as criminals, even if they were the main characters. Much like the popular westerns of an earlier era, the guys in the black hats might have been more interesting at times, but the guys in the white hats were clearly the good guys and would inevitably win in the end. The Godfather changed that, first with Mario Puzo's best-selling 1969 novel and then forever with Francis Ford Coppola's film. Unknown or forgotten by many today is the fact that the novel was on the New York Times bestsellers list for 67 weeks and it sold over 9 million copies in two years. The stage was already well set for the film when it came out three years after the book. Setting aside the brilliance of The Godfather as a piece of movie making, the revision of history began, as with the book also, with the shift in viewpoint regarding the main characters and the life they lived. This was the first time the story of the people previously seen as the bad guys was told from their perspective, from the inside, so to speak. It goes without saying that the bad guys and here I mean objectively the bad guys, never see themselves as bad. We all know, and history supports, that people like Stalin and Hitler were without question evil men. Yet they did not see themselves that way, as evidenced by the cult of personality Stalin built up around himself, one that was only destroyed in the Soviet Union after his death when the truth was allowed to be told. Prior to The Godfather, there was no debate about whether the mob guys were bad. Of course they were. Coppola changed that. Let me note here that going forward, for the most part, I'll only be talking about the film, not the novel. They were identical in many ways, in no small part because Puzo and Coppola wrote the screenplay together. But as good as the book was, it was the film that seared the story in the imagination of America and the world. Now, I don't think that Coppola necessarily set out to reframe the mafia, a word which is never used in the film, by the way, as the good guys. In many ways, he was just telling the story of an Italian-American immigrant family, one that he knew from personal experience. He often, especially in the second and 
disastrous third films, tried to present the family as much the same as any family in charge of a large corporation. This one just used guns a lot more than IBM or General Motors. And that's really where the reframing of the mob in America begins. In weaving his tale, Coppola does not present the Corleones as anti-heroes as many criminal versus criminal films did and do. A situation where you're rooting for the lesser of two evils. No, he pits the honorable Corleones against a completely corrupt society. In his film, the other five families, the police, the press, the politicians, and the judges are all corrupt. Vito Corleone stands against the distribution of narcotics. Michael Corleone brings justice to a corrupt police captain. And the hot-headed but well-meaning Sonny Corleone is only brought down by betrayal and ambush. Now taken in a vacuum, it's just a well-told tale with characters we both care about and admire, in spite of their flaws. But cultural phenomenons and their impact on history don't exist in a vacuum. Which brings us to how the Godfather film changed our view of the Mafia in America and enhanced some myths many still believe today. The single biggest myth the film reinforces, and it existed well before the film, is that like the Corleones, the Mafia members are men of honor. Vito Corleone refuses to participate in the sale of drugs, even at risk to his own life. Michael, a war hero, only enters the family business to protect his ailing father. The killings they carry out are only to provide justice the system will not, or in self-defense, preemptive self-defense in many cases. They defend the weak and helpless, never prey on civilians, and only provide services like gambling the state or the church wrongly deny them. Although initially opposed to the film, and instrumental in keeping the words Mafia and Cosa Nostra out of the script, real-life mobsters came to love it. It presented them in a way they had never seen before, the way they wanted to see themselves. To use the Western movie example again, they finally got to be the cowboys, and the cops and unworthy rival gangs were the Indians. And it wasn't just the mobsters or Italian-Americans who finally saw themselves presented in a more positive light who felt this way. Suddenly, it was cool to be a mobster. It was Ray Liotta's line from Goodfellas brought to life. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. The thing was, it was all a lie. People have lost sight of the fact that the film many see as a documentary Believe it or not, I had a friend in the army who actually thought the Corleones were real people. But it was fiction. And it's a harmful fiction. The masses of New Yorkers who cheered every time the Teflon Don John Gotti won in court were oblivious to the fact that he preyed on every one of them. Either through the drug trade, or through protection rackets, or any number of other ways. Those who admired the so-called Omerta code of silence, conveniently ignored the long line of rats, mafia informants, dating back to at least the 1940s. From Abe, Kid Twist Relis, to Joe Valachi, to Sammy the Bull Gravano, the myth of mafia loyalty to the bitter end was always just that, a myth. The myth of the honorable wise guy was also helped by comparison, 
as Colombian and Russian gangs, less discreet and far more violent, came on the scene from the late 1970s to the late 1990s, something akin to a revisionist nostalgia about the good old days of the respectable Sicilian gangster came into vogue, once again reinforced by the touchstone of gangster lore, the Godfather. Think of it as Make America Great Again, mob version. Now admit, I love the Godfather movies. Except part three. Let's just agree that part three never happened. But they also offend me, both in their revision of history and for the fact that when people think about Italian-Americans, one of the first things they think of is a movie about thugs. Thugs in suits, yes, but thugs nonetheless. As an Italian-American myself, I don't really like that. For anyone who dismisses film as just silly entertainment that really doesn't matter, I say look at The Godfather and the impact it has had not just on filmmaking, but on history itself. It forever changed the way we see the Mafia and ultimately how we see ourselves. Viewed uncritically, it glorifies men who should in no way be admired by contemporaries or by history and serves as a scary piece of propaganda. You can enjoy the film, but know your history. Stay well, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll go a long way towards helping us create more episodes and hopefully becoming completely ad-free. Thanks a lot.